Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, let's begin this morning by just lifting up the name of Jesus. Lifting up the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Let's set the atmosphere this morning. Come on, let's set the atmosphere. Let's set the atmosphere. God, you are worthy. God, you are worthy. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Come on. His name is great. His name is great. He is greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. We worship you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Have your way in our hearts this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a Sunday morning that we are here. You woke up. You decided to make your way into this house. Don't come for nothing. Make this day different for you. Make this day different for you. Come in with an expectation that, God, I'm going to give it all unto you. I'm going to honor your name, the great name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, with the clapping of hands. With the lifting up of your voice as we go into our this morning's praise and worship. We want you to join in with us as we celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Blessed be the name of Jesus. We honor you, God. Come on, clap your hands.
other name. Jesus. Oh, Lord.
a strong and mighty tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. At the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, every knee will have to bow and every tongue will have to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Blessed be that wonderful name. What a sweet name. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, saints. I greet you once more in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. I want to take this time to welcome everyone online and in the house to Christ-centered church, where Christ is our central focus. He's our God. He's our Savior. He's our Redeemer. He's the rock of our salvation. And He's worthy of all our praises. Amen? In John chapter 4 and verse 23, Jesus says, The hour cometh, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. In Psalm 34, 1 to 4, David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. As Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, So say I now, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service, by not being conformed to this world, but by being transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God has a perfect will for every single one of us, and we need to trust Him. We need to trust Him today. Now, if there's any prayer requests in the house today, you could indicate by raising your hand. Amen? Remember to pray for the Sharps family. Pray for those who have lost loved ones in this time. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the service today. Pray that God will pour out His blessings and His anointing upon His people today. Pray today that God will open a way for us to, to just do great things and help us to get to the place where we can know Him in a perfect way so that we can do exploits. We can be strong and do exploits. God has called us for such a time as this. God has given us a great privilege to stand in the gap for those who are without Christ in this world. So pray today that God will help us and give us the wisdom to accomplish the ministry that he has left unto us. For those online, you can send your request into our uh, AV department so that we can have these on our prayer list. Okay? Let's just go to the Lord in prayer right now. For our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can think or ask of Him. Oh Lord our God, here we are in Your presence once more, Almighty God. We come into Your presence today, Almighty God, lifting our holy hands to You, Lord. We come, Almighty God, to give You the honor, the glory, and the praise that You alone are worthy to receive. Oh Lord Jesus, You are our strength and You are our shield. You are the rock of our salvation, Lord Jesus. In you alone do we put our trust, Almighty God. 
Oh, Lord, we thank you, almighty God, for giving us a good night's rest and for awaking us this morning with a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. We thank you, almighty God, for renewing your mercies to us today. Thank you, Lord God, that your mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, almighty God. Oh, Lord, we love you. We honor and adore you. In you alone do we put our trust, almighty Father. O Lord Jesus, in faith we call upon you, Almighty Father, for without faith it is impossible to please you. Lord, you promise, Almighty God, that if we believe in you, as your word says, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. Help us today, Almighty God, to be open to receive all that you have in store for us. Touch our hearts and our minds today, Lord God. Pour a fresh anointing upon us today, Almighty Father. Lord God, we ask in faith that you touch every home that's represented here today. Oh, Lord, you're promising your word, Almighty God, that if we ask, we should we will receive. You promise, Almighty God, that if your people, which are called by your name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways, then will you hear from heaven and you will forgive their sins and heal your land. Lord, we come to you in faith right now, asking, Almighty God, that you'll touch our hearts and our mind. Renew your right spirit in us today, Lord God. Forgive us, Almighty God, for every sin that we have committed, knowingly and unknowingly. Cleanse us, Lord God, of all unrighteousness. Oh, Lord, help us to be holy as you are holy. Lord God, help us to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Oh, Lord, help us to decrease that you may increase in us. Help us, Lord God, to reckon ourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto you, Almighty God, through Jesus Christ. Oh, Abba, Father, in faith we pray, Almighty God, that you help us, Almighty Father, to receive all that you have in store for us today. Touch the man of God today as he ministers to your people. Help him, Lord God, to remember all the things that you have prepared for us today, Almighty God. Oh, Lord, help us, Almighty Father, to continue to grow in grace and in knowledge of you. Help us, Lord God, to be steadfast unmovable, always abounding in the work that you have set before us. Give us the wisdom, we pray, Almighty God, to accomplish this ministry of reconciliation. Give us the wisdom, Almighty Father, to be good stewards of all that you have entrusted to us. Oh, Lord, have your way in the service today. Bless us in a mighty way. Pour out your anointing and your blessing today. Help us, Lord God, to see great miracles, signs and wonders in your kingdom, Lord. For we are your people, Lord God, and we come in faith believing you as we give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ say, Amen. Amen.
we forget, we get drowned in our in our trials and our tribulations. But God said, I am that I am. He's not filling gaps. He is. He is.
through all the tribulation, God is still moving. He's a way maker. He's a miracle working God. As Sister Zori said, even when we don't feel it, he's still working. Even when we don't see it, he's still working on our behalf. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Come on, somebody clap your hands. Come on, clap your hands. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. As Brother Kellerman said, I want to just thank everyone for coming out and being a part of our service. We want to also never forget our online viewers, our online congregation. We welcome our online congregation. We welcome you. You can take the moment, too, to say, God, you are a covenant-keeping God. You don't have to be here to do what we're doing. You can be in your living room lifting your hands and saying, thank you, God, for being a covenant-keeping God. Even when I don't see it, God, I'm thanking you for being a covenant-keeping God. Hallelujah. I am tasked this morning to take our morning's offering. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know that we are still on our spiritual journey regime. And I will tell you this. Ever since we have started this, it's just been different. Getting up in the morning at 5 a.m., even when, you know, sometimes I don't even use the alarm clock now. It's like my body automatically gets up. This 5 a.m. prayer journey that we've been on is one of the greatest things that we could have been doing and that we are doing. So I invite you that you, if you have not attended one of our 5 a.m. prayer sessions, that you will come on. Even if you're not praying, just come on and hear. Because I remember going through my times when I logged on. I couldn't pray when I was going through my times at the loss of my dad. I had no words. But just hearing the prayers of the women and men online, it strengthened me. So I invite you to log in. If you don't have the information, you can see one of us, one of the leaders, to come on to, um, to the 5 a.m. prayer to get the Zoom link to log in. Hallelujah. And as we're on this spiritual journey, for those who have made the, what's the word I'm looking for? Those who have made the pledges, we're asking, we know that it's two years, but we always always need a good offering just to get the beautification of this property together. Don't forget, June 24th is our building dedication. If you have not registered, please do so. It is a free event. This going on Eventbrite is a free event, so don't let Eventbrite scare you. It's a free event. It's just to have a number of people that will be in attendance so we can better prepare for you. Amen? So June 24th, somebody say June 24th. All right. So we expect you to be there. And I'm not sure if my husband's going to mention the color. So 
Um, we're going to try to wear, we're going to try to wear the colors of our church, which is the, you'll see the symbol, the, the flame back there. So you're going to try to coordinate with those colors. So we invite you to do that as well. So as we are going into this morning's offering, we ask you to stand with us. As the ushers come down, we're going to be dismissing this morning as far as the offering from my right, from what? My left. Just follow directions of the ushers. <laughs> if you are given electronic payments, there are a number of ways. You can do it on the website. You can do it via PayPal at Christ Center Church. You can do it Cash App, dollar sign CCC 2711. Or you can do the norm as mailing in your tithes and offerings to four tennis court. You can also, we have two young ladies in the back that if you want to do that electronically, that's also available. And you could do the regular way as to dropping the offering into the basket. Amen. Come on. Amen. All right. Somebody, we need a blessing. If you need a blessing, raise your hand. We can all do with a blessing. Amen. Father, we thank you once again for what you have done in this house this morning. God, you are the covenant-keeping God. God, you are the Yahweh. Father God, you are the eternal, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we continue to bless you and to praise you and to honor you. Father God, as we come this morning with our offerings, oh God, I pray that you will bless each and every person, almighty God, as they give unto you today, Lord God. I pray that you will give back unto them a hundredfold, Lord God. I pray that you will give them the strength, oh Lord God. I pray that if someone is seeking, almighty God, for a job, seeking for financial blessing, oh God, that you would open doors for them, Lord God, this morning. Oh Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. God, we honor you in this place, oh God, that you're going to continue to move as you've done before, Lord Jesus. Ah, God, we give you permission, oh Lord God. We hand the service over to you. And we pray, oh God, that your hand will be upon the man of God as he come forth this morning. God, to give your word, the word, the unadulterated word of God. God, we bless you, we honor you, Lord God. And we pray that you will bless this offering. And then they go for your intended purpose. In the name of Jesus. Just follow the instructions of your ushers. We've heard that there is no way through. We've heard
this morning, June 24th, 3 p.m., is our building dedication service. We want to dedicate this building that God has given to us. We want to dedicate it back unto him. This is biblical, and it's a mandate that we must dedicate what God has given to us, dedicate back to him. And so join us, 3 p.m., June 24th is going to be a great, great time and a wonderful occasion. The Eventbrite registration deal is not for money. You don't have to pay. Spread the word. It's just so we can keep track of how many people are attending. We need to prepare. And so we're going to have some refreshments, if you will. For you, not on sale, but just refreshments after service. So we need to know how much refreshments to have. And so the best way to keep track of how much refreshment to bring in is to have you register so we have a general idea as to how many people will be attending. So please register and uh, 
let us know if you will be attending. Amen. This Thursday, we were supposed to start last Thursday, but this Thursday, we're trying something new. You know, we normally pray 5 a.m. Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. 6 a.m. <laughs> Can you imagine that? 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, but we're praying Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. And so we want to do something different. We have young people that's doing different things, young adults, I should say. And there's a lot of gifts and talents that God has blessed us with. And so if you have a gift or talent and you want God to use you, just let us know. We want to get you involved. And so Brother Rossier is a personal trainer and a fitness instructor. And so he wanted to help get us fit and shape and healthy. And so we want to meet here on Thursdays, just Thursdays for now. Thursdays at 5 a.m., you can meet us here in this sanctuary, and we will pray from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., and then we'll go next door from 6.15 to about 6.45, 7 o'clock to do some exercise. And so if you want to get in shape, you want to do some exercise, meet us here 5 a.m. on Thursdays, and we'll go right into our exercise class at 6.15 a.m. Let's stand and we're going to get right into the Word of God. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 6. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 6. Thank you for joining us and thank you for being a part of this service this morning. As I like to say, if there's anything that we can do for you, please don't hesitate to ask. Um, we have some guests with us this morning. I've seen a few guests with us this morning. I didn't get all of your name, but I wanted to welcome you to Christ and to church. And I guess, let's do this real quick. If you're not a guest, if, if you're not a guest, or should I say, yeah, if you're not a guest, Will you sit for just 30 seconds? If you have been here for more than three times, let me say it this way. If you've been here for more than three times, you can sit. Three times. Okay. All right. So those who are standing are our guests this morning. Amen. And so I know Eric, Eric grew up in church with us, so Eric brought his girlfriend Elizabeth and so we welcome them this morning. Elizabeth is from Connecticut. Jennifer, I remember your name because guess what? My mother's name is Jennifer. Jennifer, we welcome you. Amen. And then we have three other guests over here. And since we recognize some names, I got to get some names. Your name? Renee. Renee. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Okay. Thank you for coming. Monique, thank you for coming. Trinity, we have a Trinity in here too. She's right behind you. Say, raise your hand, Trinity, so she can see. There you go. Michael. His name is Michael. Please don't do that to the gentleman. Have some respect, Michael. 
Brittany. Amen. We welcome all of you to Christ Center Church. Thank you for coming and being here today. Now we can stand and get into the Word of God. I appreciate your cooperation with that. Whenever we have guests, as I tell you oftentimes, God sent them here. No matter what you may think or even they may think why they're here this morning, because God is just good like that, that sometimes we think we did something on our own and not realize that God just orchestrated it using everyone he needed to to get you here. Jennifer got here by a neighbor. Someone invited the neighbor, and the neighbor invited Jennifer. Jennifer is here, and the neighbor is not here. You never know how God works. So, so never take for granted that because you're in the house of the Lord, you did it. No, God loved you so much that he worked all kind of things to get you into his house. So you're not here by accident. It's not a coincidence. God is responsible for you being here, and he will oftentimes use people even when they don't know they're being used. That's the kind of God we serve. Malachi chapter 6. Help me out over there and make sure I don't have any ringing. The people don't want any ringing in their ears, so please... Make sure the mic is not ringing in your ears. Malachi chapter 6, chapter 3, verse number 6. The word of God says, for I am the Lord. I change. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. That's heavy. God says because he doesn't change, we're not consumed. We need to find out more about that. Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 8, the scripture says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. (laughs) Just for a moment or two, I want to preach to you on this topic, an unchanging God for changing people. An unchanging God for changing people. Jesus, will you help us this morning? Many of us are here this morning and are not even sure why we're here. Many of us are here, we're weary, we're tired because we spend so much energy to work and to earn a living, to take care of our families. We're here, Lord God, because we know we should be here. But sometimes, Lord, we're not putting forth the effort and the energy, Lord God, to to interact with you and to allow you to help us and to lift us. But, Lord, I pray right now, by the authority of your word and the power of your name, that you will move on every one of us individually and collectively in a special way. That, Lord, the Spirit of God will move us and help us and you will impart to us what we need. I pray change will come to all of us and that somebody will surrender their life today. Tomorrow is not promised, but, Lord, we want to make sure our future is secure and we can only be secure in you, Lord. Have your way today. Anoint me one more time and use me, Lord God, as your instrument, your conduit, and touch the hearts of your
the people that they will be receptive, open, and become doers of the word of God. Bless the remaining portion of our service and have your way in this place, Lord, we ask you in the wonderful and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Can we all say amen? Give the Lord a hand type of praise as you are being seated. An unchanging God for changing people. In this world, nothing remains long. Man is carried to and fro by the sweeping and the swirling of the tide. The very molecules of which our body is composed of are changed from time to time with rapidity, which defies the calculating powers of science. Generations come and generations go as rapidly and transiently as the forest leaves that are swept by the autumn breeze. It is precisely this mutability, this feebleness, which man most resents. If we could do something to last forever, we have tried everything we can to last forever. We're doing all that we can, science and doctors. They're doing everything they can to get man to live longer. Changing is evident. And so the Lord is trying to help us today. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. To be immovable, unchangeable, immortal is the greatest end man can think of. But man cannot be immortal. Man cannot be immovable. Man cannot be unchangeable. Man is not immortal. Man are mortal people. And we change. However, if man doesn't change, God is so good to us. If man doesn't change, man cannot be saved. <laughs> For if man doesn't change, man will remain in his sin. To be able to be changed after we have sinned is a gift from God. Can I tell you this, church? Because everything in our world is just becoming easier and easier for us. The food we prepare, the life that we live, the cars that we drive, the houses we live in, everything that we try to do today, all of our technology, our smartphones, everything that we indulge in, we see it from the lenses of how can we make this work easier for us? We have this slogan that people like to quote, we work smarter, not harder. Everything that we think of in this life is, how can I make it easier? How can I make it better? And I'm here to tell you that God wants us to know that everything will not be better. And everything will not be easier according to our own thinking. The things that God sometimes is, is challenging us with and make difficult for us, we tend to resist them. Can I tell you, young adult, 
can I tell you, adults, that the very thing sometimes that is hard for you doesn't mean it's bad for you. We, we believe that whenever things are hard, it's not for us. We believe when things are difficult and challenging, it must not be for us. And so we try our best to just circumvent the difficulties. We try our best to do our own thing because if we try to do something that's difficult, we say, that can't be God because it's too difficult. But watch this. In Genesis... Chapter 3, verse number 22. This is in the TLB translation. I want to make it simple for you. This is what the scripture says in Genesis chapter 3, verse number 22. Then the Lord said, now that the man has become as we are, knowing good from bad, what if he eats the fruit of the tree of life and lives forever? So... The Lord God banished him forever from the Garden of Eden and sent him out to farm the ground from which he had been taken. Thus, God expelled him and placed mighty angels at the east of the Garden of Eden with the flaming sword to guard the entrance to the tree of life. For me and for you and probably even for Adam and Eve when they sinned against God by eating what God told them not to eat. And God put them out of the garden in their mind. How can God be so cruel to us? We had it so good in the garden. Why would God put us out of the garden? And today we have people in the church that we want to live for God. And when it becomes challenging, when it becomes difficult, we say, why would God make it so challenging? Why would God make it so difficult? Well, I'm here to tell you, it's for your very own good. He put Adam and Eve out of the garden so they would not remain in sin for the rest of their existence. Because sin separates us from God. Can you imagine living in a world where you're totally separated from God? God is not working in your life and you're going to exist forever. It would mean misery forever. When God put them out of the garden, in their mind, That was being mean, God. In their mind, how could you treat us like this, God? We just messed up just a little. We went and ate the fruit that you say not to eat. That's not a big mistake, God. And so we always want to look back and say, why is God making this so hard for me? Why would God do this to me? Why is this so difficult? If this was of God, why would it be so difficult? But I'm here to tell you, because we have become so used to everything being easy, as soon as there's a situation that challenges us, we fold up and says, I'm not dealing with that. But that's not God's will. Because the times has changed, doesn't mean God has. Times have changed, but God hasn't changed. Change is inevitable for all of creation, particularly for us humans. However, we can determine what kind of change will take place within us. You and I are going to change whether we participate in the change or we don't participate in the change. We will change because change is inevitable. 
If you do nothing, you're still going to change. If you do something, you're still going to change. But you can't resist change because change will happen. The Lord Jesus is the unchanging God. That's why I'm here to tell you today, an unchanging God for a changing people. Mm -hmm. The Lord Jesus is the unchanging God, unchanging in who he is, unchanging in his attributes, unchanging in his purpose, unchanging in the principles of how he governs. He is unchanging. But you and I, we're changing. How do we make that work? How can we serve an unchanging God and we're a changing people? Mm. The Lord is unchangeable in who he is. Change is impossible. <laughs> Created and dependent beings have the law of development and they decay in them. They have decay in them. Imperfect beings may become more or less perfect, but God is separate from all these contingencies of existence and cannot change. He is unchanging in his attributes. All the excellencies that he possesses, he has possessed and will always possess forever. There can be no increase or decrease of his power. There could be no increase or decrease of his wisdom. There could be no increase or decrease of his holiness. There could be no increase or decrease of his love. Doesn't matter what you did wrong this morning, yesterday, or last week. He loves you. He loves you. Don't let anyone, don't let the devil tell you you are just unlovable and you get on everybody's nerve and nobody don't love you. Don't let the devil make you feel less than who you are. If God loves you, that's all that matters. I want other people to love me. But if they don't love me, that's all right because I know the Lord Jesus Christ, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who created me. He loves me. And you need to tell yourself that he loves me. Everybody in here need to tell themselves he loves me. The struggle is real. The devil will try his best to make you feel less than. The devil will try his best to stop you from believing in Christ by letting you go through all these kind of ups and downs. Jesus is unchangeable in his purpose. Mm -hmm. All his designs are from eternity. His knowledge and power is perfect. And his will having no variableness in them, there is no reason to suppose that any of God's purposes have been altered or that any of them can fail. Nothing can be a surprise to the Lord. Nothing can thwart him and nothing can suggest an improvement in his plans. We can't change God's plans. I had preached years ago that we can change God's mind. That's not true. That's not accurate. What happens sometimes is God is waiting on us to ask. God is waiting on us to act. 
God is waiting on us to pray. And so he won't do some things until we pray. He won't do some things until we act. He won't do some things until faith moves us uh, to do what we need to do. But that doesn't mean uh, we change his mind. It just means he was not going to do it except we do what we're supposed to do. We don't change his mind. So for you to think that you can change God's mind, it would suggest that God is not all-knowing. You don't have, if you are knowing, your mind don't have to be changed. <laughs> he is unchangeable in the principles of how he governs. He reigns over the whole universe with calm and equitable sway. He has always been just and merciful and ever will be. There can be no fickleness, no uncertainty in Jesus Christ. Can you imagine the God that we serve if he was fickle, if he was vacillating, changing his attributes, characters, and plans? Today he aids his people, tomorrow he forsakes them. If at one time he agrees with the virtuous and at another time he agrees with the vicious, if he formed a plan yesterday and abandoned the plan today, or if he is ever to be different from what he always was, there would be no way to please him. You try. <laughs> you try pleasing someone. Can I let you into a secret? Secret. Secret. Stop trying to please somebody that don't even know what they want. This is why sometimes relationships get complicated. Because somebody's trying to please somebody that don't even know what they want. And you trying to please somebody that don't know what they want, you will get crazy yourself too because they're crazy and they don't know what they want. Because how can you not know what you want but you keep telling people what to do? And so if, if we're trying to please somebody that don't know what they want, we will drive ourselves crazy. You can only please somebody that knows exactly what they want. Because then you will know what to do to please them. And thank God our God doesn't change. And what he says is what it is. What he is, is what he always will be. And we don't have to worry about, can we please him or not please him? Because the bottom line is, we can please him because he doesn't change. And whatever he says, he sticks by those words. It's not like some of us. We say one thing today, but another thing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Jesus, the same yesterday and today and forever. What does that really mean? Yesterday, today, and forever. Well, here is how you want to perceive and understand that. Yesterday is talking about time past. Today is talking about right now. Forever is talking about eternally and without end. So Jesus is the same in times past. Jesus is the same today. Jesus is the same in eternity, and he has no end to change from who he is. 
I love that about him. Thank God that he does not change. Thank God that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can prove him. We can serve him. And we can please him. And he will bless us as he says. Yesterday, our fathers, our mothers were young, vigorous, and strong. Today, they are less vibrant, less upright as they were yesterday. Yesterday, some of us hair was nice and black. Today, a lot of us got gray and white. Yesterday, the children's eyes were at their knees. Today, the children's eyes are making contact with us right there. Everything changes. Nothing stays the same. Only God stays the same and never changes. Change is inevitable for all of creation, particularly for humans like us. However, we can determine what kind of change will take place within us. And so that's what you need to focus on today. You're going to change no matter what. You can change. You know, you know how they say you can change for the better or for the worse. Okay. That's true. But I'd rather say you can either change for the better, the worse, or for God. Because what we deem as better still might not be good enough for God. You can say, let me change for the better, but what does that look like? I can change for the better. Better can just mean I don't curse anymore. Better can mean I don't drink anymore. Better can mean I don't talk nasty to people anymore. That doesn't mean you're godly. So we can change for the better, for the worse, or we can change to be like Jesus. I want to change to be like Jesus. I don't want to change just to be better. I don't want to change to be worse. But I want to change to be like Jesus. Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. His great attributes, his eternity, spirituality, omniscience, omnipotence is still the same from we have come to know him. He is the same in his perfect and blessed character, in his righteousness and faithfulness, his love and mercy, his forbearance and tenderness. He never changes. He's always merciful. He's always forgiven. And he's always gracious. Can I tell you this? The last experience you will have in your life is grace. The thief on the cross, the two thieves on the cross with Jesus there, people use that text to say that's how you get saved. But that's not how you get saved after Jesus rose from the grave. After Jesus rose from the grave, he said that we must repent and be born again of the water and of the spirit. Baptized in water, filled with his spirit. That's what he says we need to do to be born again. But before he rose from the grave, he told the one thief, Today you will be with me in paradise. But he showed us something that we often probably overlook. What he was showing us is 
grace will always be present until we decide we don't want any more grace. He gave grace to both those thieves on their dying bed, but only one received grace. Now, I don't think today you're going to be on your dying bed and you're going to be able to get saved if you weren't born again. That's not how it works. The way how that thief got saved was before Jesus Christ rose from the grave. There's only one way to be saved today, and that's being born again of the water and of the spirit. Grace always will appear. None of us. This is what's awesome about the apostolic church, the true church. But this was awesome about the apostolic church. Very seldom you will go to an apostolic church and not hear the message preached to tell you you can be saved today. You can go to many churches today on a Sunday and they will not give you the opportunity to be saved. That's not of God. Because God will always give you an opportunity to be saved. You know why? You don't know what you will encounter when you leave out of this building today. You don't know if today is the last day you will see me. You don't know if today is the last day you will breathe your last breath. You don't know it. So why, when we hear the message of salvation, why would we ignore it? Why would we neglect it when grace is the last thing you will get to experience? By grace are we saved through faith. So that means God is saying, I'm giving you an opportunity to be saved even though you don't deserve it. You had run out of time, but because I am a gracious God, because I am a merciful God, and I don't change, I'm giving you an opportunity to be born again and to be saved. It's not a good thought to think, but it's truth or facts. As the young adult like to say, many people have lost their life after they have been given many opportunities to be saved. And unfortunately, here we go, putting them in heaven. Here we go, putting them in heaven. Oh, they used to go to church and, you know, they read their Bibles and we're putting them in church. When God was giving them grace to get saved and they just kept doing their own thing. Grace is the last opportunity you will get before you die. But the, the thing about grace is you don't really know when it runs out. I like to use it this way. If you have Verizon as your carrier or AT&T or maybe T-Mobile. And they say your phone bill is due on the first of every month. And you didn't pay it on the first of every month. Or you didn't pay it the first of the last month. They don't turn your phone off right away. Do they? I don't think so. Then they give you another 30 days. You don't pay your phone bill right away. Now they tell you you got to make two payments. You don't pay the two payments. They said they're going to shut you off the third of next month. And all of a sudden, the fourth of next month, your phone's still on. But you on pins and needles, because you know any day now, they're going to shut it off. Because they gave me the date, and guess what? I didn't make the payment, and guess what? I'm past the date. You didn't know when they were going to shut it off. And then one day you try to dial and say, oh, no, no. The number you're trying to dial cannot be reached. Please call Verizon and make a payment. 
and you said, oof, they got me. Grace. I want you to think of grace like that. God has given us more time than we deserve. God has given us more opportunities than we deserve. But when will it run out? We don't know. This is why he has a place like this. That people can come in and hear the preaching of his word. So grace could be extended and we can have an opportunity to be saved and make heaven our home. We are ever-changing in many respects. Our outward appearances, the particles of which our bodies are composed of, the opinions which we entertain, the experiences which we have passed through, the characters which we are forming, all these things change. But Jesus is the supreme, unchangeable, eternal, and infinite, perfect God. He doesn't change. And neither should we. Never build your life on people. Unfortunately, sometimes we hold people in such high esteem that when they have a downfall, we have a downfall. The Word of God tells us if we're going to follow Anyone, we ought to only follow them as they follow Christ. You know what that tells me? It's important for us to know what Christ says. And what happens a lot of times is we're following people blindly. We're following them and we don't know what the word says. So when they do something kind of off, we don't know it's something kind of off. Because we don't know the word. So God is always making us responsible in the things that we do. But somehow... We, many of us, like to live for God without responsibility. We can't live for God without responsibility, church. We have to, every, every one of us in any relationship carries some responsibility. Think about that for a second. Every relationship that we're in, both parties have a responsibility. We can't live our life and say, well, I'm not responsible for that. We're, we always have response. And, and you want to have a nice marriage? You both got to be responsible. Can't be one responsible in the marriage. Sooner or later, that marriage crashing and burning. If only one person is responsible and the other person is like, I don't care. People change. Things change. But Jesus never changed. Build your life on Jesus Christ because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is victorious. He cannot fail. His power and love and grace are all unchanging and cannot be exhausted. Keep on persevering. Don't quit. Don't give in to this world. It's ever changing, but Jesus remains the same. Keep on changing to become more like Jesus. He is the target. He is the end all be all. Jesus is the target of what we're trying to hit, what we're trying to be. We're on a journey of change. And the changes should be directed at becoming like Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18 says this. 
I'm reading the TLV TLB version. But we Christians have no veil over our faces. We can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him. And so, as I bring this thing to a close, you don't need to be or need to have more willpower. Some of us think, if I can just get more willpower to do what God wants me to do. Some of us are thinking, I need more strength to be changed and to become like Jesus. But can I tell you, that's not what you need. You don't need more strength. You don't need more willpower. You just need a closer, more vital relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't need more willpower. You don't need more strength. You just need a closer and more vital relationship with Christ. As we walk closely and more intentional with Jesus, he will infill us with his spirit, which will enable us to be changed and to become like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is the transforming power that enables us to be like Jesus. The change we should be aiming for to be like Christ is in attribute and character. And at the day of the rapture, he will provide us with a glorious body. We're striving, we should be striving to be like Jesus. He is unchanging. And because we don't have a choice but to be changing, we need to allow the Lord to change us to become more like him. We need to work with the Lord Jesus so he can change us that we will become more like him. We need the Holy Spirit to work in our life that we can become more like him. And so I'm here today to tell you, we are changing. Whether we try or try to stop it, we're going to change. Jesus doesn't change. He stays the same. And he is the unchanging God that's perfect for us changing people. Because he has a goal in mind. He has a purpose in mind. The goal in mind and the purpose is so one day we can become like him. That's the goal. That's where we're trying to hit. That's the, that's the goal. That, that's, that's, the, that's where we're shooting. That's where we're seeking is to be like him. Not with this body that we say that we will have at the end, but in character, in attributes, we need to become more like Jesus. It's possible. It's not impossible. And as you stand with me, I will close with this last scripture. First John, chapter 3, verse number 3. The scripture says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, And it does not yet appear what we shall be. 
But we know. When we shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. We are striving to be like Jesus. We are striving to be like, that's what you're striving for. Jesus is not looking for us to just get him to do everything that we need. He's not the genie. But what he is, is almighty God that doesn't change. And he's calling us into a relationship with him. And he will do the changing in our life if we let him. But we have to let him. If we're here today and we've heard the word, I know God has spoken to a few hearts here today. And you want to start the process of changing, allowing God to change you. Will you come today? If you have never given your life to Jesus Christ and you want to be changed, will you come today? Will you surrender your life today? We cannot become like Jesus until we start with what he did first. Did you know, some of you know, some of you don't know, that Jesus, he died. He was buried. And then he rose and ascended. Did you know that about Jesus? Understand this, if we're going to be like Jesus, we have to die, we have to be buried, and we will rise, and we will ascend. Can I tell you how that works? For us to die, it means we repent of our sins, and repentance means I am no longer going to live my life just to please myself. I am no longer going to live my life according to my desires. But I'm going to surrender my life to Christ and let him have the preeminence. Let him have the rulership in my life. That's what repentance is. I'm turning from living the way I want to live and go in an opposite direction to live the way Jesus Christ wants me to live. That's death. Burial is when we go over to this water over here and we baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we put you under the water, if you ever watch somebody get baptized and they go under the water, they're being buried. Then we bring them up. And then the resurrection is the Holy Spirit infilling you, dwelling in you. That's the newness of life that will come into you. And then the day of the rapture, the catching away, when Jesus Christ appeared in the sky for the church, those that are his, those that have obeyed him, when that day happens, we will ascend. We will do exactly what he did. Because we say we're trying our best to be like him. If that's your goal. I'm, a, I'm quite a bit transparent as a preacher. And most preachers wouldn't say this to you, 
But I care so much about you understanding this thing so clearly that I'm going to say this to you. If you're not going to live for God, then why even bother with church? Why even bother with any of this stuff? Why? You could be doing something else with your time. You could be saying, this is a nice day. Let me stay home and watch TV. This is a nice day. Let me just do my lawn today. This is a nice day. Let me just wash my car. This is a nice day for us to cook a big breakfast and just chill. This is a nice day. We can just go to brunch. On and on and on. That's what the flesh desire. But you woke up and says, nice day to go to church. And you're here. Why not do something about why you're here? Why waste this? Why come here and just say, whoa, this was nice, and just leave and never draw closer to Jesus? Why? It doesn't make good sense. I'm just being transparent with you. Either you go enjoy that stuff out there that your flesh desire, or you say, God, I'm going to give my life to you. Secret. Some of the most frustrated people that's walking this earth are the ones that come to church and still want to partake in worldly stuff. Most frustrated people. Because when they're doing the worldly stuff, they're convicted. And they can't get to enjoy it the way they want to enjoy it because they're really not a part of that. And so they go and they try to enjoy it and they tell themselves they're enjoying it. But then now they got to come to church on Sunday morning and hear preachers like me talk about, you need to get your life right. So now they're frustrated. So now they're struggling with, do I go to church or don't go to church? I don't feel like hearing that stuff today. So they start thinking about that. I don't feel like hearing that stuff today. Why? Because last night, you were smoking your cigar. You was having your martini. And the preacher telling you, God doesn't approve of that. So you come here, you're frustrated. You're saying, my goodness. So guess what? You're ready to stay away. But staying away, you're saying to yourself, I need to be in church. Jesus is coming back. I need to get saved. You are the most frustrating people in the world. People that know Christ but won't commit. The sinner ain't frustrated. The sinner, all that makes them feel good is sin. And they live in that sin and enjoy that sin because they don't know no better. But for those of us who know better, it's a struggle. It's a frustrating life. So I'm here to tell you, embrace God wholeheartedly and enjoy this journey of change. Enjoy this journey of God just allowing you to become free in Him. Anybody here today ready to surrender your life to Christ? Anybody here ready to say, I don't want to be frustrated anymore? Anybody here today to say, I know if I'm going to start on this journey, I got to get baptized. I got to repent of my sins. Is there anyone today that's looking for a life change? You don't have to be, the, be a member of a church to be baptized at that church. Tradition. Tradition. Somebody made you believe that you only can get baptized at the place where you go to church at. 
tradition. Only thing that's required for you to get baptized is what the scripture says. And I'll mess with you a little bit. Many of us are going to churches that's baptizing people contrary to what the scripture says. Again, that's why I'm here with you telling you about grace. This is grace. This is grace. Because you're hearing a, a word from God's Bible. You're hearing a clear, direct instruction in the word of God that it's up to you now to act on it. You could have been someplace else today that would have preached and told you God's going to bless you. You could have been someplace else today that would have told you God's getting ready to open up the door for you to have this real nice job that you always desired. You could have been someplace else today where they would tell you all you got to do is have faith. All good. Those are things that could be true. But did they tell you how to get saved? Because no matter what we do in this life, no matter what we obtain or achieve, if we're not saved, it's all for naught. Because nobody lives forever. As I said, we're all changing. Nobody lives forever. And one day, we're going to die and leave that nice house. One day, we're going to die and leave that nice car. One day, we're going to die and leave that bank account. One day, ladies, you ready for this? You're going to die and leave all those shoes. All those shoes. And your favorite shoes, somebody going to be like, I don't want that. The shoes that you said, oh, this is my favorite. I can't give these away. Somebody going to treat it like it's nothing. Everything changes except for Jesus. An unchanging God for changing people. Let's lift our hands to the heavens. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I spoke your word. Now, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Lord, you died for your people. You love them more than anybody else. And Lord, you're the one that's reaching for them. You're the one that have touched their hearts. Lord, let your will be done now. I pray, Lord, that the word that has been spoken, Lord, will take root in their hearts. The word of God will begin to pull them towards you, Lord God. That somebody will make up their mind to repent of their sins and to be baptized in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that somebody will make up in their mind to say, not my will, but thine will be done. That they will not walk out of here today the same way they walked in, but that change, that they will embrace change, that they will make themselves vulnerable to you. Ah. Lord, bless your people. Lord, touch your people. For every person that is in this house today, Lord, I pray that you will continue the work that you've started in their life. Touch their mind, their understanding, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you will keep them. Let no weapon form against them prosper, Lord. And Lord, I pray your grace will continue to be revealed to them. Your grace will continue to be available to them. I ask, Almighty God, that you will show them, Lord God, 
mercy and grace and that they will respond in obedience to say yes Lord yes to your will yes to your way oh thank you Jesus anybody else today that is ready to surrender your life to say I want to be changed I want to be free from sin I want to draw close to Jesus oh hallelujah Lord, we thank you today. In the name of Jesus, have your way, Lord. Come on, church. Let's worship the Lord just for one more minute. And ask God to have his way in your life and in the life of the folk that are here today. Jesus, have your way in their life. Jesus, I pray for healing. If you need a healing today, if you're sick in your body and you need a healing, lift your hands with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the Lord God that is sick in their body, that is battling. Your word will come to pass. I pray for Jesus that you will set them free from all diseases and all sicknesses and all ailments, Lord God, from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. I pray for miraculous healing that by your strength they will be healed and that they can feel the touch of your hands, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, let your virtue flow in their bodies, that they will be whole, that they will be completely healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, somebody needs deliverance from their stronghold. Will you deliver them from drugs? Will you deliver them from alcohol? Jesus, will you set them free from bondage that they will no longer, oh God, be controlled by vices of this world. In the name of Jesus, we thank you today, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's thank the Lord today for his goodness. Let's thank the Lord today for his mercy. Let's thank the Lord today for his grace. Oh, hallelujah. Bless your name, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you still haven't surrendered to the Lord and you want to be born again today, you want to be baptized, you can come. We will baptize you in the name of Jesus. All your sins will be washed away and you will start a brand new life in Christ. You will allow him to change you. You will you'll allow him to work in your life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I see you Come on, let's praise you. God bless you. When there was no way. Have a great rest of your day. In Jesus' name.
to him and his family. They have an internship in Chicago. They have to go back home for some stuff as well. And we want God's hands to be upon them. We want God's blessings to continue to flow in their life. We want God's will to be done. We want him to protect them and keep them. And we want them to come back to us safely. So pray with me for the Jimenez family for God's will to be done. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this family. Lord, for it was a divine work by you to bring them to us, to bring us together. It was not coincidence. It was your work. It was your will. It was what you were doing, Lord God. We're so grateful and so thankful. We ask, Almighty God, your protection upon them, your blessings upon them, that you will open doors, that you will make a way for them, that you will provide for them, that no harm, no danger will come to them, that, Lord, the power of God will rule and reign. Give them wisdom. Give them knowledge and understanding. We pray that you will take them safely. Bring them back safely. Bring them back to us. Bring us back together. That your will will be done, Lord. I thank you for them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Keep them, Lord. Let your face shine upon them and be gracious unto them. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's thank the Lord for them. Thank you, Jesus.